Habaragani family. Good morning and welcome to our 2023 Kwanzaa celebration. I am Reverend Sonia. I am a staff minister here at Heart and Soul. And I have been tasked with reigniting our youth and family village here at Heart and Soul. And thank you. And I'm feeling excited that this Kwanzaa celebration is the spark for that reignition. So before we start our program, I'd like to ensure that we have the permission and blessing of our elders to begin. And so please, will those of you who know yourselves to be elders in the community, let us know if we have your permission to begin. Thank you. Thank you very much. As we gather to celebrate Kwanzaa, let us honor our ancestors and the principles that guide us. And I now invite you to join me in the pouring of libation. And so first we pour for our ancestors, those who came before us and paved the way. I invite you to call out the names of the ancestors that support and guide you, and we will follow the namings with Ashe. So, Ashe, Ashe, Cornelia Munn, Ashe, Geraldine Fay, Raymond Gillespie, Kelly Singleton, George Washington Carver today, Ashe. May their wisdom and strength continue to inspire us. Next, we pour for our community and our collective purpose. May we support and uplift one another and work in all ways for a world that works for everyone, no exceptions. Ashe. Now we pour for our families born and birth and chosen. May they be a source of strength, encouragement, and comfort. May love and harmony flourish within our homes and families. Ashe. And finally, we pour for ourselves, acknowledging our responsibility to be our best selves through love, prosperity, well-being, and joy. May we strive for excellence as we honor the past, embrace the present, and envision a better future for all. Ashe. Ashe. Ashe El. Thank you. Now, family, our ensemble is going to start with our Celebrate Kwanzaa, and I will invite our youth and family, those are present, to come and join and sing along with us, and we invite you to sing along as well. And then, yes, we will then hear from some, from some of the members of our Youth and Family Village. And then we have some young folks and our, who were founding members of our Youth and Family Program and a family who has been celebrating Kwanzaa for decades. That's the Mitchells. We're grateful to have them with us this morning. And we are grateful to have you all with us for service this morning and now our Heart and Soul Ensemble. Thank you. Thank you. 
His principles to live by to keep our people strong. Celebrate Kwanzaa, I want you to remember. His principles to live by to keep our people strong. Seven joyous days, many festive ways. Seven principles for each and every soul. Time to reunite and lift all the rights. Of the African American. Umoja, 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 I want you to remember. Umoja means unity to keep our people strong. Kuji Tagalia, I want you to remember. Self determination to keep our people strong. Ujima, Ujima, I want you to remember. Collective work, responsibility. Ujima, Ujima, I want you to remember. Cooperative economics to keep our people strong. Seven joyous days, many festive ways. Seven principles for each and every soul. Time to reunite, uplift all the rights. Of the African American. Nia, 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 I want you to remember. Nia means purpose to keep our people strong. Kuumba, Kuumba, I want you to remember. Creativity to keep our people strong. Imani, Imani, I want you to remember. Money means faith to keep our people strong. Seven joyous ways, many festive ways, seven principles for each and every soul. Time to reunite and lift all the rights for the African American. My name is Winter. I am seven years old. My Kwanzaa principle is Umoja, to strive for and maintain unity in the family, community, nation, and race. For me, this principle means taking care of Mother Earth and all her beings. Hi. My name is Grace Russell and I'm 11 years old. My word is Kutu Chagalia. Kutu Chagalia, to define ourselves, name ourselves, create for ourselves, and speak for ourselves. For me, that means having an understanding of who we are and using that to be the best versions of ourselves. Happy Kwanzaa. Hi, my name is Royale Lewis Johnson and I'm eight years old and my word is Yujima. Yujima, collective work and responsibility to build and maintain our community together and make our brothers and sisters problems our problems and to make sure we solve them together. Yujima, working together as a community to make life better for one another by coming together to build our home. 
Hi, my name is Noelle. I'm 13, and my Kwanzaa principle is Ujama, Cooperative Economics. This means to build, support, and maintain businesses within our communities so that we can continue to profit from them together. One way I do this is by continuing to support and get books from Marcus Bookstore, one of the oldest Black-owned bookstores in our country. Hi, I'm Malik, and I'm 10 years old. Hi, I'm Daraja, and I'm seven years old. And today, we're gonna talk about Nia. Purpose. Um, to make, make our, our collective vocation, vocation the, the building and developing of our community in order to restore our people to their traditional greatness. Nia. Hi, heart and soul family. I'm Ivan Reeves, and my Kwanzaa principle is Kaumba, which means creativity. Kaumba is to do always as much as we can in the way we can in order to leave our community more beautiful and beneficial than we inherited it. I experience Kaumba in a way when I'm working on a project and I need to think outside of the box so I can do something unique and that represents me. Thank you. My name is Fik Sumiros Andre. I am nine years old. My Kwanzaa principle is Imani, or faith. Imani means to believe without all our, our hearts, our people, our parents, our teachers, our leaders, and the goodness and victory of our struggle. I experience this principle when I am at the Oakland Public Conservatory of, of, of Music. Sorry where black and brown girls girls study music and art. We share experience and, and we learn about our, our music history and our future. Thank you for hearing. Happy Kwanzaa family. <laughs> Habarigani. Habarigani. Yes, thank you, thank you. So my name is Keisha Mitchell. I am a proud founding member of Heart and Soul a Center of Light. And these are my adult babies. My name is Shirai. Uh, I've been attending youth and family since I was five. Always been such a loving and welcoming environment. My name is Sila. I've been attending Youth and Family since I was seven, and I just want to shout out Miss Deb and Miss Gabby and all the people who donate their time, support, anything they could to Youth and Family. We appreciate it so much. So we have been celebrating Kwanzaa. Well, I've been celebrating Kwanzaa since I was 14. Um, I was introduced to it at Berkeley High School with Richard D. Navies. Uh, we were the only African-American studies department in the nation for a high school. And so I've been celebrating. And then, of course, they have started. They've been celebrating since they were babies. Um, I want to say I... 
I also started my celebration in a different way coming into Heart and Soul. I had been celebrating through family, um, being collective, and through Heart and Soul, I really learned how to embody the principles from the inside out. So we are here today to share with you what the altar represents. And we're going to start with the mazal, which are the fruits, uh, vegetables, and nuts here that you see on the altar. Um, Kwanzaa represents the traditional harvest in Africa, and it is, it's the harvest that we bring to ourselves. So even though we are seeing the fruit and the, the food here, I want us to remember that it is also our inner harvest, right? It's the inner harvest. So for yourself, when you look at this mazal, ask yourself, what is my inner harvest? Um, the the mkeka is the foundation. It is the mat. It is traditionally woven by hand, and it represents, again, the foundation of the family and of the community. The kanara represents our ancestors and also holds the candle. The zawadi are the gifts, normally crafted or bought from black-owned businesses to help represent. Uh, I've received many of these. And I've started to give my own. We also have the Vabunzi or Muhindi, which is the corn, which represents the future and the children of the household. Um, we also have the candles, the Mashumasaba. Red represents um, our challenges in the past and the blood of our people. Green represents the land, future, and hope. And black represents unity and black people. And all of us <laughs> in diaspora. And we also have the Kakombe Cha Umoja, which is the unity cup. So either symbolically or literally, it's passed around and everybody takes a sip from it. So we just uh, recently came back from a 13-month, nine-country journey around the world. This was our... Um, <laughs> This was our Audacity to be Free journey in which we traveled these countries to see what country we would love to expatriate to. Um, throughout this journey, we embodied not only the principles of Kwanzaa, but when I read that vision statement earlier, I was like, oh, okay, that was us all through, <laughs> all through our journey. So um, I want to talk about Kumba, which is today's principle. And the thing about Kumba is it is creativity. And often everyone thinks that you have to be blessed with this hand to be a fine artist or put together something beautiful. Creativity is also about what you are doing inwardly to create a beautiful environment for yourself, right? It's also about how you, how we creatively paid the bills and saved in order to go on our journey, right? Um, it also makes me think of the murals that we experience all through the journey in uh, Panama, in Kenya, um, all the murals in far out parts of, you know, these uh, communities, places that weren't necessarily economically, um, you know, high, but they made their communities beautiful. It makes me think of the temples in Thailand, where a lot of the folks had nothing but for 600 to 800 years, some of these temples that we went to, people have been praying in and around beauty so that they would be in it as they praise and worship, right? So, Kumba. I want you to say after me, I am Kumba. I create beauty inwardly and outwardly.
A principle that I saw embodied throughout the trip was Ujima'a, Cooperative Economics. For us, supporting black businesses and finding where they were throughout many of the different countries was a good focus for us. For example, in Mexico, found this beautiful black woman who owned a fitness center and it held events where we got to meet like-minded people like us and see our extended family by our skin. Um, And it wasn't only supporting black businesses, but also supporting local businesses to make sure we're not just there touristing, but really giving that love and the, for lack of a better term, money, perpetuity too, uh, to people who need it and can use it and also deserve it. Um, For example, in Costa Rica, there was a little shop where a woman sold like beef patties that we used to walk by every day. And just the little stuff like going to her, trying to speak to her in Spanish as we could and supporting her business really stood out to me. The principle that I wanted to talk about was Kujichagalia self-determination. For the first six months of our trip, we were in Latin America, and I'm the one out of four who knows the most Spanish. So I had to talk and communicate with a lot of people. And it was a little nerve-wracking at first, but it really gave me um, a sense of purpose, and I was really proud to be able to translate for my family and keep us informed and safe. So to thank you for listening to us. Thank you for being here. And thank you for being our family no matter where we were in the world. We appreciate that. Um, To close out Kwanzaa, there is usually a farewell statement which I'll give. And then we will all raise our hands in the air, palms open. Some folks say up to the heavens. Some folks say up to the stars and bring down some of that stardust or bring down some of the heavens. And we will do that seven times. So we give thanks and we honor 2023. We honor all that we have gone through. We honor all that we have done. We honor all that we have that have come through us. And we plant seeds for this year to come. We plant seeds of joy, of laughter, of prosperity, of thriving health, of fun, of community. And we know that we will come together again in order to see that those, root, those seeds rooted, that they sprouted, and that they bloomed. So let's go, family. Seven times. Here we go. Harambe! 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 Harambe!
Habaragani. Yes, I release and I let go. This is one of my favorite Ricky Byers songs. And my intention as we look at these last moments, as we experience these last moments of 2023, is that we might set a personal intention to have the lyrics of the song truly guide our 24. Now, here's, here's what I'm thinking is that this is not the first time, it, would be, it may be the first time that someone has heard the song. For most of the folks here in the room, it's not the first time. And it won't be the last. The opportunity as we move into 2024 would be to breathe life into our intentionality. Breathe life into our intention in such a way that we could say that some of the lyrics of the song, I release and I let go. I let the spirit run my life. I mean, what if it was more than a lyric, more than a feel-good moment? What if it was a clear intention? And in order for that to be so, it would mean that you'd want to give some thought to how might that work? Not how would spirit run my life. That's not your business. But instead, your part would be, how could I ensure that that happens? What can, how can I be so that that has a greater likelihood of being my testimony come December 31 of 2024? What, what can, I, how can I be, what can I do? Does that make sense? So I'm challenging you. I'm challenging you to begin now to give that some thought. This is, we're continuing an adventure in faith because that seems to be the way life unfolds. So for anyone who was waiting for a new theme as the overarching, we ain't ready yet. So we are still, we are still acknowledging that life is an adventure in faith. Now, we're going to change our tagline, but not today. Because we are still, we are still trusting divine guidance. And especially today, as we end the year, we are trusting divine guidance to give us the first steps into the next. It's quite likely, if we're like most of the folks, most Americans, in the sense that the new year sets up this moment of reset. We have this idea that January of the new year brings with it magic, exactly, <laughs> exactly. That there's, we can, there's a part of us that can hardly wait for the new year. Because just like the moment it ticks, I am going to be, what, a different weight, 
maybe a different height. You know, I mean, who knows what, what the fantasy could be? Who knows? There'd be more hair, less hair, whatever the fantasy might be that we'd be holding for the first of the year. It would just, you know, I can hardly wait for that to happen because I'll have more money, I'll have less this, less trouble, whatever it would be. And yet, we struggle with an authentic change of mind, of heart, of behavior. And that what, that's what... That's what clarifies for us that we're worshiping at the altar of magic. That rather than engaging principle, which is certain, rather than doing, being, first of all, and then doing what's required in order for us to be the mental, emotional, and spiritual match this is a magnetic universe. None of us is drawing to ourselves what we're not. And so this is what... It's, it's not the way it... I would apologize except that I meant it. I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't know how... I didn't expect it to land like that. <laughs> But I guess it did. And so it needed to. Exactly. Because that would again be magic. Magic thinking. For non-magicians. Because now if you were a magician, I'd be like, go on with your bad self. Go ahead and just do be the illusionist of the moment. But if you're not a magician, this ain't happening for you. Instead, what we are teaching and endeavoring to practice is principle. Become familiar with divine principle. Now, Kwanzaa is an excellent opportunity for that. Excellent opportunity because it puts us in the action of living principle. So if you begin here, you're already primed. See, this is what I was loving about you Mitchell folks. The youngins, especially, because it's baked in. And it's never too late to bake it in, by the way. So if it's baked in, you recognize another principle. Y'all know I used to share with you how much I, I loved that particular scene in Coming to America where they espouse this ain't nothing but an ultra perm. But you see, you don't know it ain't nothing but an ultra perm, the berries and the juices and the, and the acidity that they are putting together. You don't know that if you don't know nothing about the chemicalization. If you don't know the process, if you don't understand the principle, it's just berries and juices, and you are confused with how it works. But if you understand and you know what it is, then you'd be like the brother that simply said, this ain't nothing but ultra perm. <laughs> so when you understand, my point here is, is that when you understand principle, you recognize it. Right. What did the brother say? Game recognizes game. It's the same concept. 
If you don't know game, you're not recognizing game. You're going to need a brother to tell you this is game. But if you understand it, if you're willing to get steeped in it, if you're willing to, come on, I'm going to have to say it, do the work. Do the work. There's nobody who's going to transform your life for you. So if you're willing to do the work, if you're willing to work the principle, it will work for you. God, I hope that makes sense. So we are at our, our leadership circle, and our board is working on, we have been working on and will be launching certainly at the end of January when we have our annual member meeting, and then throughout this year where we are bringing we are upgrading our operation. What is it we need? How are we going to do this? Part of this was having Reverend Sonia lead Youth and Family Village because without someone specifically leading it, having that intention, it was a conversation. How many have like a conversation in their life? It might include shifting weight and health and finances and relationships. And right now, it's a conversation, isn't it? It's an idea. Some of y'all, it's not even yet a conversation. It's an idea. You know, there's the progression. The progression from, I should change that, to, I'm going to tell so-and-so, I'm going to change that. And sometimes we don't get much further than maybe telling a few more people. This is the year. This is our launching pad. December 31st of 2023, we are considering our launching pad. I'm inviting you in. Because 2024 will be exactly like 2023 with some pisosity added. If we don't do something different. All that will be added, it'll be the same thing, we just be mad about it. That's all that will be different unless we make a decision and then a commitment to the decision. And then the behavior. I just have a sense that if we do this together, we can get this thing done on our adventure in faith. So right now, we's getting ready. We's getting ready for whatever it is required of us. I have a sense that this occurred to me this morning, and so I added it here, that every new year is an opportunity for each of us to write a new scene in the amazing film of our life. You know, mine's a musical. Mine's a musical. And either I will sing and they'll just dub it in later. That's probably what's going to happen. But I can hardly wait to, like, hop up on tabletops and such. <laughs> but I get to write it. Do you see what I'm saying? So whether I physically do that, my spirit will be having that experience as I'm living my vision out loud. Can you sense the difference? I may never be seen publicly with my feet atop a table singing and dancing, but my life will be filled with those moments. 
Y'all don't understand. <laughs> Y'all don't understand how we are being called to breathe life into our visions. So look, sometimes you have to start where you are. I don't know if everyone noticed the front of the building. On the front of the building now, there is new signage. Now, we've been here three years, and we've been talking about it. This is a metaphor. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is a metaphor for how we be. From the very first moment we moved in, we talked about getting the signage, et cetera, et cetera. And then we talked about it some more. And I'm sure we wrote some stuff down about it. And, we, and there still wasn't no signage, is the point. And then there's a moment when someone, one of our members, and I'm just realizing that I don't have permission to say no name, and there's enough of them that I could get got later. So I'm going <laughs> to need a little, okay, all right, I don't want to get got. <clears throat> so look, that one of our members said, now you look, you didn't mention this, so what are we going to do? And I said what I thought we would do, and they just provided part of what, what was needed. You know, sometimes you, whatever the pieces are, sometimes you need a nudge, sometimes you need a connect, sometimes somebody needs to hook you up with somebody who can make it happen while you're just spinning on your own. Sometimes it's a contribution of energy, time, energy, talent, money. Who knows what all is required? But the idea is it's not until you set your intention that any of that can really happen. Because you got to move it from just a thought to the beginning of it. So it's happening. And that's just the beginning of how the building will look. But I want you to know that we are doing on every level what I'm inviting you to do. I'm working in my mind now to say, see, I'm calling it an invitation. But y'all know what I really mean. Okay. All right, I'm going to call it an invitation, but y'all know what I mean. So look, I loved, Keisha, when you said to us that it is our, well, I'm not sure what you said. What I heard, or, or, or the way I translated it, not, let me not make up that you actually said this. What I, here's, here's my spin on it, is that we are at a place for the inner harvest. And if we, if we identify 2024 as that for us, that all of the pieces and parts as they unfold, what we're really talking about is our inner harvest. You know, if we were farmers, and you know, if we were, then I wouldn't be the one talking about it. But since I'm up here, I'm going to pretend that I know something about this that in the planting, at the time of planting, is the intention of the harvest, is the vision. So, so you, you see, there is no harvest. And if you've ever seen the seeds, they don't look like the thing that's going to come up. So you must have it in your mind. There's no way to look at the seed and then just go to a place 
based on how that looks. You're going to have to know something within you. Often this is the missing piece because we have to train ourselves to connect those dots even when there are no dots. So right now, this evening, when we have our New Year's Eve, we are going to, our process will be to plant seeds consciously, intentionally, with a vision for the harvest. Look, what we're doing, here's what I have said, is 24, <clears throat> 2024, pardon me, is our year of testing this thing. I've told you that when I first came to this, I was like, oh, this better be right. It just better be. But I had to test it for me. This is me inviting you to test it. Don't just ride on the coattails and hope some gets on you. Do the work. Get in there. Familiarize yourself with the principles we're working with. And then work them. Because here's what I need to tell you. This stuff works, but it only works if you work it. So for 2024, we're proving that it works. And if it doesn't, holla, because we gotta, you got to make a shift. It works, and if it's not working for you, you got to speak up so that we can see where it is that the full application, we got to see what's missing in the application of it. Because we absolutely know it works. I absolutely know it works. The f we got a whole year to talk about the details of this. The idea tonight is that it is a transformational gathering. You know, I know that <clears throat> typically we're thinking in terms of New Year's Eve it's, it's our party time. And when we used to do it in person, we would make sure we had a little party after. We'd have a little apple cider and all. Let me just say that I, I'm going to have to tell y'all because I wanted to do it that way. But I, I couldn't do it by myself and I had no team. There was not, nobody on the team wanted to be here with me to do it. It was, it was a moment. It's hard for me to even talk about it. <laughs> so what actually unfolded is we're going to do what we need to do on Zoom. If you're coming, bring a cup of ice, bring your pen, your paper, something to write, because it's about you. You're going to have to take some notes. This ain't, this ain't the one where you just listen in. You can do that as a prep, but just know that this year, that we're prepping for is going to require your full engagement if you're going to be about the harvest, the intentional harvest. Yes? Oh, I hope this is clear. Okay, look. So, you know, every year we have a community, a village read. And this year, it's 365 days for richer living. Ernest Holmes and Raymond Charles Barker. Yes. Those of you who don't know and you're wondering why are people clapping for that, it's because they got it and they've been reading some of it. And they know that it's juicy. And they know that it will support us on our journey 
toward our inner harvest. Yes, but only, not just having it on your bookshelf. I just need to clarify for a moment. <laughs> Buying the book and putting it on the shelf or in a visible place, that's not where the magic is. That's not where the juice is at all. You're going to have to crack it open, read it, and take it in. This is where we do the work. I know working is not for everybody. I know it isn't, so I'm not expecting everybody to get in the groove, but there's such a thing as critical mass. If enough folks get into the center of it and do the work, you will find that there is a divine ripple that can include some folks and bring them in closer to their divine ideal than they would otherwise. So still, we're not mad if you just hang out, but today is where we are celebrating, where we are honoring, acknowledging, engaging the principle of Kumba, which is creativity. So I want to talk to, because I loved what the, how the, the Mitchells interwove the principles because principle is principle. And that's what I love. When I was first introduced to Kwanzaa, I thought, oh, this ain't nothing but an altar prayer. Because these are some of the same kind of principles that we're already working with. It's bringing, it's giving it a cultural integrity, though. You understand what I'm saying? A cultural footing that I'd been missing because me and Ernest Holmes, we's different. And so I've, I'm appreciating... I'm appreciating that there is the cultural planting, the solidity of knowing across ancestry, across generations, and I can see the truth principles embedded, the universal truth principles, yes? So look, this is in religious science, there is the philosophy of science of mind. And in that, there is what we call the teaching symbol, which is the stained glass. See, if you haven't been in the building, you're going to have to take a field trip in order to know what this is. It's this, the stained glass is what's being reflected on the screen. It, the stained glass does not look like that other than this is the, the, the design that we use. And what it represents is the creative process. So for New Year's Eve, what we're saying is open to more for 24. Because they're set, you can't just hop into 24 and expect more. You must prepare yourself, open yourself, so you can be the place where whatever your vision is can manifest. This is the idea that we're talking about here. So in the creative process, the, the question I'm posing is, how do you open to more in 2024? Well, I'm going to answer for you as well. It is you got to plant the seeds. There'll be no harvest. This is an interesting thing. Often in this philosophy, you will find folks who come for the harvest having never planted the seed. The seed that, now everybody's planting seeds. You're planting seeds all the time. But the idea here is planting intentional seeds that are aligned with your intended harvest. Often the seeds we plant are the antithesis 
to the harvest we're praying for. And that's what we, we're, we need to straighten out. That's a part of the process. So if we're going to test this thing, if we're going to try it and see, we're going to have to line our ducks up in a way. I know I used 18 metaphors already. <laughs> but y'all just have to keep up. Y'all just have to keep up. Look, what we're doing in this process is what I am calling the imaginal act of calling forth your new life. And it's because you got to do it in mind first. There is a new life that's awaiting each and every one of us. It's our greatest yet to be. It begins first in mind. So some of the process is going to be to get still enough to discern, what is that for me? And it may not be what you've been saying it is. Top of mind is seldom the divine guidance. Sometimes it's based on indigestion. So tonight, look, look, Ernest Holmes says this. Ernest Holmes says this. He says, a limitless creativity exists and expresses through all that is. It is always seeking a fuller channel. That would be you if you're willing to be what? A fuller channel. A channel with the capacity to handle what you're asking for, what you desire. It's like building the muscle in order to do physically what you intend to do. You may not be able to carry that. You may not be where you are now, but you can work it out. Yes? Oh, I know I'm going fast. But y'all are quick. He says, it's always seeking a fuller channel of expression through you. Your job is to recognize, and I'm going to add an act like, <laughs> recognize and act like it exists and accept it's action, acceptance, being in alignment with it, being in groove, in sync with it. Yes? Yes. It appears, he, and then in another place, at another time he wrote, Ernest Holmes, it appears from experience that the only way for the individual to constructively use the creativity Use the creativity. Do you hear me? The only way for you to use, and you want to use it, but the only way for you to use divine creativity of this invisible but everywhere present mind is by means of your thought, your faith, and your conviction. I need a mic to drop. It's up to you, but you have to bring your faith your thought, you have to, first of all, you got to align your thought and then have faith in that alignment. Yes. And then be convicted. That's like a, I ain't messing with it no more. Because I know it's done. Can you feel that moment with whatever your vision is? Take that in for just a second. Let's stop the action for just a moment. Bring to mind something that you desire. It doesn't even have to be your heart's desire, just a desire, period. And then imagine, if you will, that you have faith about that. 
because you're already thinking about it. So you have faith about it, but imagine at the point where you have, where you're convicted in it. Which means you're not taking no prisoners. You're not, there's no conversation about it. You didn't stop talking about it because you know that you know that you know that you know. Like, I've been knowing that. It's that kind of moment. Can you sense the power of that shift? That's what we're talking about. We're going to begin tonight. My prayer is that you can join us. It's go to heartsoulcenter.org slash N-Y-E-2-3 for New Year's Eve 23. And RSVP, and then you'll get the reminder for what you need to have with you and, and the things. Yes? Yeah, because this next year, I kind of feel like, you know, I was, I hadn't had as many birthdays when I first came to this. But now I've had like just enough. I've had like just enough birthdays so that I know not to mess around. Huh, Joan? Just, there's a point where you, some of us, have had just enough birthdays, but we're not messing around. We're not counting on the next decade to do, to start a new, we're not, uh uh-uh, we ain't there. I know everybody's not there. Some of y'all, you still feel like you got plenty of time, and you may, you got whatever time you got. I've had just enough birthdays where I'm committed that my next birthdays are going to come with something more. And all the time between, that something more is required of me. So somehow you ended up in a room with the girl who not playing. She just not playing. She plays, but she ain't playing. You understand? Okay. So let's let me close this out. The um, Dr. Daniel Morgan has like worked it out for us for the whole year, yes? So this is the affirmation that he offers us for today, for the last day of the year. I'm just going to give you the affirmation because y'all are already reading on your own. He says, and I'm going to ask if we can't, is it up there? Take a look and let's recite it together. And then, because the intention here is to get us ready so that we can declare, I'm ready. I'm ready for my, what, my new life. I'm ready for the harvest. I'm ready for my new life to begin, yeah? So this affirmation is what is prepping it for us, yeah? Yeah. This is getting us, this is part of our get ready. Y'all remember, we in the get ready, yes? Well, some of us are. The rest of y'all will be recruited in due time. And our get ready is to live a life of joy and peace and strength and love and abundance, everything required for our best life. That's what we're getting ready for. 
no play. That's what we get ready for, exactly. Okay, so let's affirm this like we mean it, yes? Okay, so what does it say? I will seek the kingdom of God first this year. Pause. Let's just breathe that in. Wow. Because that by itself changes everything. Putting first things first. Okay. Let's read that again for good measure. I will seek the kingdom of God first this year by keeping that presence foremost in my thoughts. Pause. Because we're going to need help with this. Because if it were easy, we'd have been doing it. So we're going to need some help. Let's keep going. I will take time each morning and evening. Pause, because you're making a commitment. You're going to make time. I'm going to make time and take the time. I'm going to make the time, and then I'm going to take the time. Each morning and evening for prayer, treatment, meditation, silence, and spiritual reading. Hold up. Take this in. This is the help we asked for. We know we're going to need help. This is the help we asked for to guide us through this. I will put my spiritual practice first this year. Now, there's a half bracket up there that I need to explain because I, I forgot to put the last part on the bracket because that's not the way Dr. Dan wrote it. But he don't know what we're doing. And so because we are doing what we're doing, we are saying we're putting our spiritual practice first for all of 2024 beginning today. So tonight... We are what? Prayer, meditate. I'm sorry, prayer, treatment, meditation, silence, and spiritual reading. I'm ready. Say it. I'm ready. Come on, ensemble. Help us out. All of my life, I wanted to do what was right, but forgetting past mistakes was not an option. Only just a vision in my dreams, but now I know that love is all there is, and I'm living in it with all my hopes and dreams. I can be the best that I can be. I'm ready. I'm ready for my new life to begin. I'm ready. I'm ready for my new life to begin. I'm ready. I'm ready for my new life to begin. I'm ready. I'm ready for my new life. Faith lives in me. Joy. Joy lives in me. Strength lives in me. Love lives in me. Peace lives in me. Abundance lives in me. God lives in me. God lives in me. God lives as me. 
I'm ready for my 